Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and tonight we're talking about SummerSlam, August 20th, 2017. With me as always, Mr. Raj Giri and Mr. Matt Morgan making his return to the podcast. How's it going, Matt? Doing good. I'm exhausted as hell. Um, I had my competition last night, finally. Um, did really well, but I'm just exhausted, so I, um, I apologize in advance. There's a couple of spots throughout the pay-per-view where I fell asleep for like two minutes and then would wake back up. But, um... Yeah, doing good. Yeah, lengthy pay-per-view. Raja, hanging in there, man? Yeah, you know, I thought the last two hours were, were pretty were pretty great. And so uh, that kind of woke me back up. I was I was dying earlier. Um, and, it, and it wasn't even necessarily all the matches. Like, it, some of the matches early on were good, but the crowd was just killing it. Like, they were just, they were just tired for everything. And then uh, came alive, you know, for uh, basically with Seth and Dean, so... Yeah, uh, it was kind of all uphill after that. Well, so let's go match by match, uh, beat by beat. Start, just give a little bit of talk to the pre-show. So I missed this. I got the start time wrong. But did you guys see the Hardys and Jason Jordan versus the Miztourage? No, I did. And was it, it? it was like a um, it was like a empty arena match. Like no one wow. was in there. Uh, There's no noise. Um, and yeah, in the uh, the main event, the oh, sorry, hold on one second. Let me pull up my notes here um and the match ended with mike the miz or with the with the miz uh pinning jason jordan clean wow uh, so yeah it was it's kind of weird considering you know they just got jason jordan in the storyline maybe it's feeding into a storyline with the miz but yeah that, it was just kind of a flat finish and it was it was a weird match just because there was no one in there so there's just it was really odd that was followed by the first title change of the night, uh, the cruiserweight title match, Neville versus Akira Tozawa, with Neville winning back the title after his loss Monday on SmackDown, or on uh, Monday Night Raw, rather. Um, Matt, did you catch any of this? No, I didn't see the pre-show. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what, do you th- what do you think of that? Do you think this was the right move, though, to put the title back on Neville after uh, he shouldn't have lost it to begin. He shouldn't have lost it to begin with. Um, I think it screwed up him being this most dominant cruiserweight. If you're going to, again, I stick to, it should have been Aries if someone was ever going to take it off of him. Not Ozawa, whatever the hell his name is. Not him. He's a freaking joke. He's, he's going to end up being a comedy gimmick before it's all done. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see what's next. I mean, that that division is just so dead. There's no one There's no one there. And, and yeah. there's no one... Uh, there's no one from from the main roster that would make sense that you could pull in that would make a difference. You know, you could bring in like a Kalisto, but that's not going to set the division on fire. So Enzo, you yeah, could do, you could do Enzo, but he he's just been made to look like a joke for so long that I think Enzo having can. him look competitive with Neville would look silly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that match followed by another title change, the Usos winning the belts off the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Um, so, Raj, do you think this was uh, – well, first off, what did you think of the match? The match was really good. I thought it was actually great. Um, these guys just – I mean, they just tear the house down every time they wrestle, especially on pay-per-view. So, I mean, this match was awesome. I, You know, after a while it made sense. Like, they, they were having all the titles change hands. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just to make you think that that's how it was going to continue through the rest of the night, or they just wanted to give a bunch of title changes since none of the world title changes, uh, none of the world titles were changing. But um, 
yeah, so it just started this, you know, it just continued the trend of a bunch of title changes. But this one didn't make sense to me. I, it didn't seem like the right time to just go back to the Usos, but um, it keeps the feud going. Yeah. I mean, they got no other tag teams right now unless, you know, they bring the Authors of Pain or, or someone from NXT up. Yeah, and we'll talk about it later uh, in the night. We'll talk about TakeOver and the results from there last night. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you think this was the right move? Putting the belt uh, back on the Uso so fast? Um, yeah, I don't th- honestly. I don't think it really matters for for either of these particular two tag teams. It helps the Usos more to have the title slightly. Yeah, but um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't phase me one way. It doesn't I don't carry the way honestly. Yeah, uh, and then the last bit right before SummerSlam started, we got our uh, first KFC integration, which is worth noting because I think. This is probably the most the WWE has ever sold out the roster, right? In terms of making them participate in one of these sponsorship opportunities. Um, I mean, even having HBK come out, there was the Colonel. That was uh, something else, man. Just thank God the Undertaker didn't show up. Someone saw him on a plane headed to New York this week. Uh, That would have just uh, destroyed hearts everywhere. Um, I think Undertaker as Colonel Sanders would have been. That would have just... (laughs) you know, stamped that he was retired. <laughs> yeah. If anything would have sent a message. Um, but it's but man, even in that, even in that segment, Enzo didn't get any offense. <laughs> you notice uh, that he still got his ass kicked the whole time in that. Okay. So the main show itself, I got to say, love the opening video package tonight. Thought did a great job of uh, setting the stage. And then out comes John Cena for his match with Baron Corbin. Um, <clears throat> Matt, what'd you think of his match tonight to open the show? Good, definitely um, one of Baron's better matches. John, John's, John can go. I think we all know that now. Um, he's much better than people give him credit for. But I, I was surprised to see him win. Hmm. He needed to, though, because he's been putting all these young guys over. It feels like that, at least. He's been putting all these young guys over lately. You know, it was almost like a foregone conclusion to me that Baron Corbin was going to win. Well, Matt, I know you've had your competition. Did you see SmackDown on Tuesday night? No. So Corbin cashed in the money in the oh, bank yes. and lost. Yes, okay. I saw that. Yeah, okay. even more reason why I thought he'd win. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people are thinking that he's in the doghouse for something. Being skinny fat. It could be skinny fat. It could be some stuff he's been sending on Twitter. Um, but but it's, I think it's clear that he's not um, as high on, on WWE's list right now as he was you know, maybe a month ago. He yeah, remember, be. this is the guy that threw Braun Strowman out of the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah. they had big plans for him. and Which I never understood. I never understood it from day one I questioned it. Yeah. But here he was just getting beat like nothing. I mean, I thought that match was nothing. It just seemed very basic. Um, like, they, they didn't even give Corbin any, you know, hope spots or, or, you know, close counts or false finishes or anything. It was just a quick, kind of a quick beating. Yeah, John Cena extra springing his step there at the beginning. That was nice to see. Yeah, he was in a really good mood. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Did you guys watch all of the new Southpaw season yet? I have not yet. I will, though, now that I know it's up. Yeah, six episodes this time. And it's a prequel. Takes place before Lethal Leap Year. Um, Highly recommended. Very, very entertaining. Um, The SmackDown women's title match. Real quick, Glenn, did you think it was better than the other season of of Southpaw? 
Tough call. Um, I mean, with humor, I think so much of humor is based on surprise. I actually think um, I like that they did the prequel structure, and I want to go back after they do the ne you know the next one or two of these and watch them in order because it was a little weird to see that oh they're doing this which sets up the joke back in the original. But I mean, you could tell they're they're having fun with it. It was good, but I don't think anything will ever capture that magic of the first season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But no, it's that's not bad at all. It's just you know not quite as original. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title Match: Natalia versus Naomi. Natalia, first time in six years holding Good. a championship. Yeah, and they gave her the moment. No, no Carmella cash in um, on this tonight. So, what did you think of this match, Matt? Personally, I was very happy for Natty. You know, she—I've said it from time and time again. Like they made this move, you know, the, the, this women's revolution movement, and left her out of it. And yeah, she's the most shooter. Like she's the biggest shooter of the female division there is. And they completely kept her, you know, aside from it and made her feel like a second-class citizen for a minute there. And then she finally got back involved and had to do the diva stuff crap. And I know that. And stuff that she shouldn't have to do. You know? Oh, yeah. She's, anyways, long story short, long time coming. Um, I know for her specifically, winning a title means the world to her. It's not just a prop necessarily. It's the company saying, "Hey, you're our you're our girl right now. You're our woman. We're gonna go with you." So it's a really big honor, and I'm very happy for her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, the their money feud on SmackDown is Naomi and Charlotte. Uh, whether this is just a mm -hmm. way to get there down the road, um, because yeah, I mean. Natalia's worked hard forever. She's always been one of the best women on the roster. So it's good to see her get some recognition. But um, I think that's their that's the money that's the best match that they have for the women's division right now is Naomi and Charlotte. So you know they could get there eventually. But um, it, it seemed kind of odd. Yeah. Well, the I mean, the, and this was a really good match. I got I got to oh, say the crowd was kind of dead, but this match was really good. I mean, both women busted their asses off. I'd say this was probably the best match that Naomi's had. And uh, I just wish the, the crowd was more into it because I think it would have made this a, a really hot match. Yeah. Well, we'll see where they go. I mean, we've got, what, like uh, six, seven weeks till the next SmackDown pay-per-view? So uh, Five weeks, yeah. Five, oh, no, six. yeah, it's, it's a SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, so post No Mercy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they build to and where the story goes on Tuesday. Um, coming out of that, Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo in a shark cage. Enzo, Enzo escaping the shark cage. Uh, of course he will. Of course he did. Did you have any <laughs> doubt? Oh, gosh. I, I, don't, I didn't know what to expect. I, I tried not to get too invested in this match, Matt, you know, or put too much thought into it. Yeah, I know. Me too. This was the, <laughs> this was the worst thing on the show. It was so just what the, how was this not on the pre-show? I mean, that's what I tweeted. I was like, you had the Hardys, the Miz, the New Day, the Usos, and Neville all on the pre-show, and this mm. was on the main card. Good and point. I, I say this is an Enzo fan. I thought his promo sucked before too. I thought that was the weakest Enzo promo um, that I can recall. I mean, it just seemed bad. And he's dying. Yeah. He's starting to die a little bit with the crowd. I mean, they're not as, as hyped for him as they used well, to be. Because eventually you have to be able to, like, I'm surprised he's lasted this long. Uh, yeah, he's great on the mic, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to deliver at least once. He's not delivered one single time. So it's amazing to me. I mean, I'm astonished that they have not turned on him a long time ago. 
Well, yeah, and WWE never misses an opportunity to make Enzo look dumb and weak as, as, yes. as F. And it, they did that here. You know, he gets out of the cage. As soon as he gets down, boom, he's knocked out. <laughs> you know, he just looks like a dumbass. So uh, It was weird. So, but the the right guy won. I mean, they're pushing big casts. Uh, right, big show shouldn't have won. So, but this match was just terrible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a little segment backstage with Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan, shouting match, a yes and no thing, and then we went to Randy Orton versus Rusev. Which uh, so that was that was the, yeah. the quick match, the squash win of the night with Orton doing an RKO out of nowhere. Um, do you think they're going to continue this this feud, Matt, or do you think they should? I don't know where they're at with Rusev. I don't know how to answer yeah. that. You know what I mean? Do they like him? Do they not? They still hide at him for getting his haircut and looking like friggin' the jacked up Vidal Sassoon? I don't know. <laughs> he looks horrible with his hair like that. I can't believe I'm saying that because long hair is usually really out of style now, you know? But he looked better with long hair. Like, I don't know what it is. He's not intimidating as, a, as I don't know, as impressive looking for some reason with his stupid haircut of his. But um, are they still pissed at him for that? I, I don't know. Yeah, he kind of got squashed here, and uh, you know, I, 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 I could see why they wanted Orton to win. He's want, he's lost every pay per view match since WrestleMania, right. so you want to give him yes. a win, but don't make Rusev look like such a chump. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, it's kind of sad to see because Rusev, you know, I, I, I've said this forever. I think he could be an awesome babyface because he's face. really funny, and there's a lot. They, if they just dump this outdated, you know, foreign heel gimmick and you see him on Southpaw and then all this, you know, he, he's a really funny guy and it, there's so much more they can do with him. Maybe they will. Um, but right. usually when you see someone lose like that, that's not usually the start of a big push. <laughs> <laughs> Just feels like one of those guys that's got lost in the shuffle. You so know? yeah. So Rusa basically beat down Orton before the match for like a couple minutes. Then they started the match. Orton gives him RKO and that was it. Boom. Done. Cool with me. Yeah. If you went to the bathroom, you missed this one. Uh, right. It was quick. Um, after that, Sasha Banks versus Alexa. Wait, wait, did you miss? Did you not get that backstage promo with Sasha oh, and Bailey? Yes, yeah, Sasha and Bailey. Uh, I did see that. Wait, Bailey got that? like Roman Reigns heat there. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. How the crowd booed her. Like it's like yes, they have completely turned on her. Supposedly, it was really bad during Takeover last night too. When uh, yeah, it was yeah. I mean, man, WWE dropped their ball on Bailey. Like, dropped the ball. They took it from her, fucking deflated it, gave it back to her, (laughs) tackled her on the one-yard line. Like, (laughs) they they did everything they possibly could to ruin this girl. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, I was, I swear to you, I really thought she was as over as John Cena at one point as far as being a babyface is concerned with potential to sell merch. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. She was so organically over with the, all the fans. Yeah. I don't get it. I do not understand these people. I mean, do you think it was just someone high up, like Michael Hayes or Vince, just didn't think she was what a female superstar should look like and decided to, you know, spike it? They got in their own way. They got yeah. in their own way. They couldn't just leave it alone and say, well, this is what we did on NXT. And somebody stepped in, well, that was NXT. This is raw. This is how we do things like raw. I could see that from them easily saying something stupid like that. Some creative idiot. So the creative idea then is to have her get beat 
countless times by Alexa Bliss clean. And I'm not saying it's, <laughs> I'm agreeing with it. I'm no, no, I that know is what but, they've done. That is but exactly who, what's who happened. would ever think that was a good idea. You know, I don't. <laughs> These idiots do apparently because that's what that's 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 what's happened. They had the perfect blueprint for it, and they ruined it. And they just piss away money because that's all that merch and stuff you can be making from Bailey. So much merch. Anyway, hopefully hopefully she's off of TV for a little bit, rehabbing this injury. That's what she needs, yeah. She comes back, and she gets hopefully a pop, and they could rebuild her from there. But I don't don't have complete faith in that either. Here's what they've got to do real quick, Glenn. They've got to make a – when, when she's hurt, they got to make her a rehab video of her yeah. being herself. None of this working crap where they make her say certain things. Let her be herself. Let her go visit some kids while she's hurt. Things like that. Let, let's see some stories from these little girls that really look up to her. Because mm-hmm. it's not just that one NXT little girl. There's millions of them that, that think about her like that. That she's their role model and idol, yada, yada, yada. You need to get that on video. While she's recovering and, and, and working out to get in better shape, and let's see her. Let, let's see what this means to her. And then stay the fuck out of her way once it's time to come back. Let that piece do the speaking for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But look what they did with Rollins last year. There was that Ooh, whole comeback yes. thing, you know. It was and awesome. We, yeah, until he got back, and then they made him seem whiny, and mm-hmm. you know, lost his way. I don't. You know what I think they do if they rehab her character? What I think would be. Uh, Kind of interesting is I think um, they send her back to NXT f- to to do a takeover against Oscar again, hmm. and uh, if if she has a rebooted character because I mean that that's her great defeat right she could probably spin it that that's where it all went wrong for her was in that loss and she has to come back and avenge that um, but can't I think sending her back to NXT wouldn't be a bad idea. You can't we can't we can't change her character though. I just well, think who knows? Take her away from TV like you said it's a great idea. Yeah, and like I'm talking six months. I know it's a long time for her not to make her her full amount of money and whatnot, you know, but it's going to be worth it in the long run because she'll be at the top again, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. As far as fan reaction goes. Yeah. Absence uh, does count for something. Um, Sasha Banks versus... Makes the heart grow founder. Yes. Founder. 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 Uh, So tonight, Sasha Banks got the championship. Off of Alexa Bliss. Uh, what did you think mm-hmm. of the match itself, Matt? I what's not to you tell me. You guys didn't love this. That was great. Yeah, I this did. was this was really good. I was happy Sasha won, obviously, and she's back at the top where she god darn belongs. Do you, you see know? the end? Do you see the end of that match? Yeah. Did, did Sasha look like she hurt her shoulder at all? Because the end seemed really odd, and then she was like not lifting her her left shoulder after, so it almost looked like she had injured it. And because she, she looked almost upset, like, "Damn it, I won the belt and I hurt my shoulder." Like she had that yeah. look when she uh, went in. Yeah, she too. was talking to the ref. So I hope I hope that's not the case. But and she was just selling, yeah. but she would not lift the left arm. She would not raise the belt or anything. So that's okay. Now that's something we always do. Like you're, you're told to do. Um, you should know. Or you should know to do. You know what I mean? If you're if that body part's been worked during the match, or there's any type of spot at all especially toward the end where, where something happens that 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 arm ref goes to raise it you you know if you're a heel you rip your arm away but if it's your baby face you know you you hold it back down and make them raise the other hand you know still mm. sell uh, that's the way i took it i took it after just trying to do her best to overly sell but i think she did it so much it stuck out yeah to almost be like mm, is she hurt is she not she's really doing a lot of it to draw attention to this you know mm-hmm. uh, i don't know 
Let's mm. hope she doesn't have to come back and vacate tomorrow because I don't know what they do with the Raw women's division at that point. Jeez, well, then man. they'd probably go with Alexa and Nia or, or, you know, bring up someone from NXT because that's supposed to be happening soon, if not this week. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you guys saw the, the promo for No Mercy. Looks like Alexa front and center there. I'm sure we'll get the rematch. That was cool. That was a really cool commercial. Yeah, that was a really cool promo. Yeah. Pretty creepy. Oh, nightmare fuel, man. No, something. Um, really cool. So in a minute, we'll talk about Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. But first, I want to give some love to the sponsor of this episode, which is Diamond Dallas Page and DDPY. So you know that DDP is celebrating his Hall of Fame induction. He's going on the DDP UK tour in September, which is an inspirational Q&A and conversation with DDP in Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. If you saw his Hall of Fame speech, you know he can tell some inspiring stories. You can also experience a DDP yoga workshop in Harrogate, Glasgow, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. Go to ddpuktour.com to reserve your spot and find out all the details. You get to meet Dallas, take a photo, get some stuff signed, and hear his awesome stories. Now, if he's not going to be near you anytime soon, get yourself the DDP Yoga Now app, which is used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Gold Dust, and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDPY. The app has everything you need, including over 150 workouts, including live DDPY workouts straight from the DDP Yoga Performance Center. And there's even cooking shows on there. They'll teach you how to make healthy food taste amazing plus motivational and inspirational messages from Diamond Dallas Page himself. Right now, you can get the app and the DVDs for 20% off. To take advantage of the summer sale, go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc and use the promo code SUMMER17. That's SUMMER17 at checkout. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc and the promo code SUMMER17 to save 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and the DVDs. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So tonight, the demon was back. Finn Balor picked up uh, a win over Bray Wyatt. And I don't know about you guys. My, it w- oh, I'm sorry. Go for it, Matt. My freaking uh, feed went out here. I was so oh. pissed off more than anything. I've been wanting to see this dude's entrance for like the whole year. <laughs> you it know? It's really good. Um, it was really good. It was really annoying me. Then I couldn't yeah. rewind it. Okay, I, I, I switched the option to not watch live and to start at the beginning. So I could work my way fast forward to it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't letting me do it. Would not let me fast forward past Big Show, Big Cast for some reason. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, I was I, so angry. <laughs> that, Matt, that's going to be your version of hell. It's yeah, just it was. purgatory. And watch, and watch <laughs> big men matches from the WWE. Like, so not angry. even the good ones. Just oh the, the middling uh, big guy matches. Big cast just, matches. I, seriously, you guys, I've been wanting to see this entrance forever. Well, man, I, I mean, I had our server load was really high, so at that point, so I had to like take care of a couple of things, but I had it on in the background. I was watching it; it just seemed like a regular entrance, you know. It wasn't like when he did the UK out. when he did the Jack the Ripper no, thing. He crawled. Yeah, he crawled. Yeah, but it was the standard demon entrance. What the, do you want? Was, it's been well, a year. You know, he would like mix yeah. it up. He would mix it up, you know, when he'd do the different cities there at the end. So what was he supposed to be? Run DMC? <laughs> maybe, maybe a, a, a biggie, a biggie Smalls. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been the shit. If guys are coming with like Adidas track suits and like put out a ghetto blast, oh my god, that would have been awesome. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. regardless, it, it's Actually, still cool. It's just you know, oh, yeah. the, the, this what you've seen before. Maybe it was mm-hmm. just, you know, the cutbacks, but the entrances felt really scaled back this year. It felt like we didn't get that many big entrances. Um, That's my one big gripe with this is, 
you look at huh. NXT the night before at TakeOver yeah. and the, mm. how different those entrances were and how they made those guys look like stars. And mm-hmm. it just felt like like a badass show, whereas this mm-hmm. was like this the standard stuff, you know? I mean, they had the violinist for Nakamura. That was about yeah. it. That was it. I thought that was cool. Is that all? Yeah. And, and you know, and TakeOver, and Aleister Black had the special entrance and Drew McIntyre, cool. and it just made them look awesome. Yeah. When you got twelve matches, you can't do that many long entrances. You know, you can't you can't do it. Take time off the friggin' I, match. Take I time off a big cast of the big show. That thing went like <laughs> felt like it went twenty it all minutes. Together. Yeah, shit can it all together. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that's a, please let that be over. Um it ain't. Yeah. So uh but Finn, he had uh, also some updated makeup tonight. Some additional depth uh. and effects. I thought it was cool, man. Um, great to see him back. Made me wonder why in the hell isn't he in the title picture on either brand? Um, because he just looked like a superstar, and he's out there uh, going with Bray. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was good. Well, it's good to see him back. He, he he doesn't fit right now in the main event picture because you, when you got you know Braun and, and so many big dudes. Yeah, yeah. He, he just kinda, he would just kind of stick out, and I could see Vince always having him be the one that takes the pin or gets punked. You know, and, and they play catch with them in the ring. Like, right. So, yeah. 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 What, what, who won? That's what I want to. Finn. 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 Good. Good. Coup de gras. Uh, yeah, it was great. Well, but the match itself was, man, it was fine. It wasn't. Now, it's kind of short for a Finn match because we're used to, I think, seeing him in the main title picture where it's these longer matches, more of a knockdown drag out. But I thought it was as long as it needed to be. I thought he just needed to reassert his dominance, as it were. Just do the entrance and go home. As it were. As it were. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so after that, the turning point where the momentum really picked up in the night. The tag team title match, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Sheamus and Cesaro with Ambrose and Rollins winning. So yeah. this, this was awesome. This yeah. was so good. God, this was so good. Yeah, pretty much starting from here. Up until this point, I thought this pay-per-view was kind yeah. of a dud. And a lot of it was the crowd. They were, they were quiet during, you know, a Surprise, couple of really good matches. Surprisingly. You know, New York, if we're going to be so live for everything. Yeah, exactly. And they were the night before. Well, they mo- were mostly the night before. But, um, yeah, yeah. Up until that point, I was like, man, this pay-per-view is a big thumbs down. And then it just turned around at this point. Which usually it's the other way around with WWE paper. Right. So you, you start off good and then they, they turn to crap. Decrescendo, the main event picks it back up. Right. Yeah. But here, man, I, you know, all the stuff with Rollins and Dean, I mean, they it's worked. The crowd was into it. They, they loved it. And these guys, when they won, the pop that they got, it's like the tag division has got a, you know, a shot of uh, shot something of in the something. arm. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That's the first thing I thought too. And they, they they play off each other really well as far as their work goes. This is where maybe maybe Dean's thing. I hate to say this is he needs to be a tag team wrestler. I, I don't know, but he he was to me different tonight. He was more bearable to watch. Yeah, it was easier to care for you. You, you yeah. cared about them winning for the first time. I, I feel like yeah. Seth has kind of been the same way for a while. Yeah, he's just kind of been just there. I have a little yeah. bit of blinders when it comes to him and KO sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. No, they, they both need someone to play off of. I think it, it makes it stronger, much stronger. And I think uh, this is going to be great for them, you know? Just fantastic. Glad they won this tonight. Uh, hopefully they get to mix it up sooner rather than later, and we don't just turn this into, you know, the nonstop Seamus and Cesaro feud that every other tag team's gotten into. And that well, ending, minute, the yeah. ending was awesome. 
the ending, like the last two minutes, that sequence that they did were, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, do you, yes. do you remember exactly how it went? It was like they had Dean, I think Cesaro had Dean on his shoulders and, and then Seamus was going to the top or the other way around, but then other way around. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, Rollins came, hit that moonsault that knocked. I mean, I, I'm not describing it right, you it was, know, well, but it was well done. Yeah. <laughs> was well so done. Sheamus and Cesaro went for uh, an assisted white noise, but then Rollins came in with a hurricana to Cesaro from the top, sending him into Sheamus. Then Rollins super kicked Cesaro. What's a hurricana? <laughs> hurricana. Hurricana. Sorry. <laughs> sometimes my mind, like, it's not dyslexia. Sometimes my brain just like does shortcuts. Like you see words. <laughs> like I read, I read every time I see Austin three sixteen. Sometimes, sometimes I read it as autism three sixteen. Same thing with Austin, uh-huh. Texas. Just you know, when they had that uh, takeover last night, they had that uh, band Poison Pen. My mind was like, "What Poison Penis? What the hell?" It's just sometimes you, your mind just auto completes <laughs> things. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. Fans, please write in what you just thought of that last sentence, please. I want to hear. Yes. Hurricane Rana, right. pardon me. Good. It was it was really good though. Seriously, this yeah. is where it turned for sure at the pay per view, and uh, I like their storyline. I really do. I care about both guys a lot right now. Yeah. Not a lot more. Yeah. So we'll see what happens from here. Um, United States title match: KO versus AJ Styles, with Shane McMahon refereeing. Did this live up to your expectations? Some of these annoying. I got a little annoyed with the overly use of the of. of uh, the you know the Jack Tripper from friggin' uh, what's that show? Three's Company. Three's Company <laughs> tomfoolery of Shane bumping. Do you know what I mean? It got it got it was like ridiculous. It was like Christy Snow, you know, <laughs> stepping in stepping in a pile of you know what like every five minutes. And, and either of those two guys were playing the role of her. You know what I mean? Like like it was just ridiculous how many times he kept mistakenly getting hit and then something would happen because of it. It was annoying. Like once or twice is all they should have done it. There was a lot of Shane in this match. And it, uh, but it was fun. Like it was a fun match. Their work was phenomenal. Yeah, it was really really good. good. Yeah. And uh, they had some, you know, there were, there were times when you thought the match was over and it wasn't, I thought it was really well done. In some ways, uh, this was the hottest AJ Kevin Owens match that they've had. Like that the crowd was super into. Yeah. So yeah, nothing to do with the match itself. I just got annoyed. It just, it just, I don't know. It would have been, it would have been that much better though if they did not bump Shane at least four, I believe, four times. There was a, there was a couple of hiccups there. Maybe yeah, five. There, there was one dumb spot too where AJ had Kevin Owens tapping and Shane was bumped outside of the ring. Yes, and then he AJ just lets him go to go check on Shane. He's like, just keep your hold on, you know. I would never take it off. They'd have to turn the lights off in the arena and kick me out of there before I finally would let go. There's got to be a ref to eventually come out there. Right. So, uh, Glenn, how did the end of the match go? Uh, end of the match went um, with AJ Styles retaining after uh, some back and forth there. But, I, you know, I agree with you, Matt. I think there was a little too much of an emphasis to put comedy in there. I thought Kevin's one-liner... To Shane was really good about him falling off buildings, but he can't count to three. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but but it seemed like yeah they were trying to do some physical comedy and involve him so much in the match a little at the detriment of uh, the showcase that these two guys could have put on to put together on Without the run. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, AJ hit a Pele kick on Owens. 
uh, springboard with a phenomenal forearm and then hit a Styles Clash in the middle of the ring to get the pin. Yeah, two uh, Styles Clashes. The second one was the charm. Yeah. Which, which makes KO look strong. You know, the fact that he kicked out of the first Styles Clash. Yeah, because yeah, it came from after uh, Owens and shoved Shane, then Shane shoved him back into a roll-up from AJ for a two-count, and then that's when AJ took over yes. and got the so win. So. De- he definitely was protected. And they're definitely doing something with KO and Shane. I think that's probably maybe Survivor Series. Good, but, good. I think I'll help him. He needs something different right now. I uh, hated the, what is it, Face of America gimmick. I could not stand oh it. My God. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was doing him no favors. Yeah, thank God that's over. Um, title match after that: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal, with Jinder retaining. Uh, yeah. So, what'd you think of this, Matt? I uh, I didn't know what to think at the beginning. I was hoping Jinder would win, you know, for for whatever for whatever personal reasons. You know, you like to see a guy bust his ass. You know, get a legit opportunity, not be a transitional champion like I know many of many people probably thought he would be. Um, I like that they're going with a hot, what they can perceive as a hot hand, who has stepped up in every sense of the word since he's been asked to step up, um, and rewarding him, continuing to reward him. But then part of me was like, what would this arena sound like if Shinsuke Nakamura won tonight? You know? Yeah. Would they just lose their crap or what? How cool would that sound? You know? But that's not necessarily a reason to have someone lose a title either. You know? So I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was a great match, though. I loved the match. And, really? Yes, because his, Shinsuke's tough. To, Shinsuke's tough to work with, not because he's like hard. He's a different. He's a different style wrestler altogether. He's crossed between being a big guy, but that uses his feet a lot, right? So like you can't ping pong him around the ring. Um, and he's I don't know. He's he's he's, he's a difficult. He's a difficult matchup. I think I really do. I think it takes the right guy to work him. Um, uh, an AJ, a Cena, um, Casina could ping pong ball him all over the place because he is super strong. Um, I don't know. I, I just it, it kind of reminded me of his stuff with Dolph. If I'm being honest, as far as it being kind of tough to work with him because of his size and and he's a fantastic worker. It's nothing against him. It's just he's a tough matchup sometimes for certain guys. I think that's what, what happened here tonight. I thought this was the second worst match of the night. I thought, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, I thought they did nothing. Like, Jinder was just, like, re- doing rest holds, and then, you know, Nakamura would do a couple of offensive moves, and then they do the same ending every time where the Singh brothers get involved, yeah. the guy gets distracted, Jinder hits the Coloss for the win. You're right. They do it's that lazy. every time. It's, it's very it's lazy. It's so lazy. Like, come up with something different. You've had, you know, you've had weeks to work on this match, and that was all yeah. you could come up with. <laughs> you know? So I thought it sucked. Um I didn't like the finish at all. You're, you're right. I hated the yeah. finish. And, and I honestly don't think Jinder has had a, a good match since becoming champ. I think it was my whole thing when they put the title on him that give him some experience because he's been working three minutes matches where he squashed all the time. Give him experience working longer matches before you throw him in the spotlight and, and instead of throwing him in there and then telling him to go 20 minutes or whatever. So... Anyway, I thought uh, his stuff with Randy was really good. Oh gosh, the Punjabi prison—not that one, but the match before it was. <laughs> I wouldn't I, even that. I wouldn't say it was really good. It was. Yes, it, it was. Fine. Go back and watch the archives. You said it was good. All right, all right, it was good, but not you know, not great. Not like uh, he hasn't had anything close to like uh, past a three-star match. 
since I'm different. I'm different than than you when it comes to rest holds. I like rest holds because it's not a rest hold for the wrestler. He's not able to catch. You're not catching your breath. It's a work hold. Right, and but it doesn't. It didn't lead to anything big. It's it slows. It doesn't have to. It's, it, all it needs to be is the lull it's supposed to be in the match to bring things back down. But it, it it wasn't bringing it back down from ever being up. It was down the whole time. It wasn't like it, the match was hot and then you you know Jinder brought it down for a bit and then it got hot again. It was just. It's not about the match being hot. It's about the act, the, the physicalness of what was going on. And when he put his rest holds on, watch what was happening right before. Hmm. Watch the action in the ring, the physical action, not the fans' reactions, okay? But the physical action of what the wrestlers were doing move-wise before those holds were put on. Two of the times, it was stopping Shinsky from um, starting to mount some offense. That's exactly when you're supposed to put it on. You know, you can't help it because he's a new champion and people are just still not knowing what to do with him as far as reacting. You know, you can't, you can't, I mean, you do have to listen to Were the Were you asleep during this match, Matt? <laughs> Did you no, know I, I, I watched this, but I'm the guy that's actually wrestled in a ring and was trained when you put on a rest hold and I watched a guy go out there and execute it tonight. I have never acted the fan in a movie, but I can tell you when it's boring as hell. And this match was, I mean, by the time the end came, the people were just, did not care. Dude, the, pe- the fucking people didn't care about the John Cena, uh, uh, Baron Corbin match. And that so match sucked what? too. They get disqualified for, for, for mattering, in my opinion, at that moment. <laughs> the first match of the night, and you're fucking sitting on your hands? Don't come to the show. Sit at home on your little keyboards, whack off with one hand, and play with wrestling figures with the other. How about that one? <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll, really? have to agree, we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> no, uh, you're, end of story. You're wrong. When you put a rest hold on, I'm right. You're wrong. Now, I'm not just saying just the wrestle. I'm saying the whole match sucked. Oh, what? That's something you said. You were talking about rest holds. But no, I'm saying that was part of it, but uh, the whole match sucked. But we'll continue, have to agree Continue, agree. Glenn. Yeah, um, final four-way for the WWE Universal title. Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. And if you're like me, you got swerved because you thought with Lesnar taken out of the match early on that sure, uh, we might champion. see, might get a new champ. But oh no, he came yeah. back. No, they, they've never done that, though. Every time someone gets stretchered to the back, they come back. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I mean, look, it was, I thought it was a really, really good match. I just would have liked to have seen something surprising happen here. Because what a note to end on. Had, you know, maybe uh, Seth and Dean came out and helped Roman. Maybe Samoa Joe got the win. Mm. Just something more surprising. They know, hey, Brock came back and won. I don't, what's the reasoning for this? I don't get it. Uh, Well, Brock's not leaving. And so, so, Originally, and, and I'm sure it's still the plan, is that the next pay-per-view is supposed to be Braun and Brock. But after seeing how crazy the fans were going for them tonight, I would save that for Mania. I wouldn't do Roman and, and Brock. Yeah. I think Braun and, and Brock is way stronger. Have much have Brock do Finn or Seth or you know, Roman again or Samoa Joe and save Braun Strowman until till Mania. I think that's your the money match. I mean, people reacted huge when it was just the two of them in the ring. Like, it was like something special. Yeah. And then he got even more over with, with what he did to Brock. He killed Brock tonight. And just, again, he, he, got, he got shot up through the roof yet again. And let's see what they do with following up on it. They dropped the ball, in my opinion, by keeping him off TV uh, when he got hit by an ambulance, when he was in the ambulance. <laughs> You know, they missed a good opportunity. I, I don't know. They, they obviously don't want to make him babyface. That, that's evident 
fully because they missed a good opportunity that one time with, with Roman. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're going to do with him. They better take advantage of it because what he did tonight cannot just be, you know, him interrupt somebody's promo, demand a match, nothing. And then that's all that happens. He doesn't do anything on the show that night. Like he needs to like maul people for the whole show tomorrow or do something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and, and they're not turning him into a baby face, but the crowd is. I mean, they were yes. hot for him this whole match. And this match, I thought this match was freaking awesome. Like, Me by too. far the best thing of the night. Probably, by far the best thing this weekend. I thought it beat anything on TakeOver, um, which TakeOver I thought was an amazing show, too. But um, it just, I just thought it was amazing. And and just the little things. Like, you know, Glenn, when you brought up Brock being stretchered out, the one cool thing was it was Brock making the X himself. Yeah, you never see that. You know, you never see that. It's always the ref doing it. So it was, it was looking like he was saying, "I'm really injured." So I thought that was a cool thing. It, Ron put power slamming him through two tables and putting the table on top of him. Was us when we saw that? Top. Like that it was, was just... fantastic. What about Braun pushing Roman up from the pin, pushing Roman from laying down to up on his feet? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that was a, just or, a great or... moment. Or they looked like a fuck up when when Roman went to clothesline him over the top rope and he didn't go over. It looked like he got it got screwed up, but he he pushed Roman like ten feet off of him on the ground with one hand. Yeah, and then went to spear him in the corner and and then went went yeah. outside anyway. So yeah, it definitely looked like Braun kind of you know recovered that spot. Yeah, it was so, good. I mean, Braun, it's it, he's amazing for being there for two years and uh, oh yeah you know, being on the main roster for two years and, and the kind of matches he's been having granted he's with, uh, with guys that can really carry a lot of the load, but man, they're doing a really good job of sticking to the agents that are working with him and sticking to all of his strengths and they're not letting him show his ass at all. So it looks like everything he does is perfect. So whoever, I want to know who the agent is cause he's, he's phenomenal. Whoever the agent is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Roman took the pin tonight. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just still fired up that nobody that, that that the title was not switched. Seriously, I really thought it was going to be Joe's chance. I really did. Yeah, yeah, I felt with it's, now that they had that storyline that Brock would leave WWE, <sighs> they they tied themselves into a corner, especially when they have him booked, you know, in advertising for shows after SummerSlam. He's booked for Raw tomorrow night, uh, the Raw the next week, and for No Mercy, and and that's been out for a, for a while now. So um, they kind of tipped their hand on on that one. But outside of that, you know, they were they guarded the finishes. The smart money never came out uh, on this event, which is one of the few times it's happened. So the betting sites were all over the place. And hmm. if you put your money on all the underdogs, you would have won a lot. Like hmm. Rusev was a big uh, was a big favorite. Um, who else? Uh, there was someone else. I, I just don't understand. Alexa how- Bliss. What if you're wrestling on the roster there? Why are you not just betting on it? If you you know all these finishes, well, they how many of the finishes did you know? Like when you were oh my god, go around. I, I would easily go listen. What what what, what body party? You're supposed to go to eat up to each other throughout the night. And say what body party working, and yeah. um, they let you know. And if you're friends with the person, just say hey, who's going over? You know what I mean? And they they tell you. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Right. No, of course. If you, but so why would you? But but I'm saying there, there's not a big blackboard in the back that has all the results. Like you would have to go ask around, and, and you know. No, if I'm saying if you're one of the wrestlers on that roster on that show, why would you not do that and just make a shitload of money? I can't believe that just gambling on pro wrestling. I Who says that they it. don't? But at the same time, they I think that they have maximum bets of like a hundred bucks or something. So you're not going to win oh, really? a lot of money. Yeah, I think so. 
But still, um, Matt, why aren't you texting your friends? Seriously, that that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being yeah. serious. I'm like, this. how could there be gambling on pro wrestling? Yeah. There is, man. There's gambling on everything these days. It's, um, gambling, on, it's gambling on a movie finish, almost. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah. I'm shocked at that. Yeah. Uh, so, final thoughts on SummerSlam. Matt. I was exhausted coming into this, guys. I've been up. To, uh, I fell asleep at 6 a.m. I woke up at 8 for church. So, I've been exhausted watching this. But I, I thought the matches I saw, I liked everything that everybody put into it. I know that everybody, people don't like that answer because we're saying, oh, the wrestlers worked really hard. And that's like our cop-out answer sometimes. It's not a cop-out answer. I didn't see one match where that didn't happen tonight. Everybody worked hard. The big cats, big show matches, the only one I could say that I don't necessarily know if they were, they didn't work hard, but I know I couldn't have cared any less. Um, everything else on here, I kind of liked, honestly. I thought the pay-per-view was good. I wish there would have been a title change. I was hanging my hat on that happening. I really was. You mean a, a, a world title change? Yeah, 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 universal title change. I really was hanging my hat on that happening here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I thought it was a good show. It, 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 it took me back because I was so ready to give it a thumbs down, like I said, two hours. The, you know, the majority of the show the I did not like. The four hours of it I thought was a big thumbs down, but the last two more than made up for it. And that main now, event was great. Now, my attitude may change, you guys, had I watched that pre-show. I could be like, oh, this was horrible. Except for, you know, three quarter, you know, the first three quarters of the way then, right? Because the pre-show versus up to the tag match would be considered three quarters, right? Yeah. Two-thirds, yeah. Two thir- yeah, two-thirds going into it. So, uh, man, maybe my opinion changes, but I like the pay-per-view. Yeah. But I saw it tonight from beginning to end. Well, the, the pre-show, there's no reason you need it to be two hours. It's, that's just ridiculous. You could fit three matches on a, on a one-hour pre-show, and there's just so much just crap and fluff that there's no reason they should be doing that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get talking about TakeOver. Yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt did you get a chance mm-hmm. to check it out? Yeah, yeah definitely did. Um, great great job making all these guys seem more important than they really are so many of them you know but if i'm looking at this roster right now i can only come up with maybe a handful of guys or girls that i can get okay they're big stars you know what i mean mm. it's not like it used to be it's just not yeah so getting all the bells and went like for instance what were the two big tag team names that did the two big, big sanity guys? and authors names? of pain okay authors of pain like they could use that entrance they had. They could use the um, the extra bells and whistles, if you will, because yes, they're big guys, whatnot. But I, I still don't see them as big stars. I see Bobby as a big star. I see, like for instance, I don't. See, I love Johnny Football. I do not Johnny Wrestling. I do not see him as a big star though. No, he's gonna, he's going to be like a Ty Dillinger on the main yeah. roster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, but he was awesome in his match with. Uh, but yeah, I always have problems with right. Andrade, Cien, Almas. But uh, that match was awesome. I mean, that was, really uh, was. so good. But I, both of those guys, I don't see going far on the main roster. You know, it's almost like they were hot on this show and in this on this brand. Yeah, but tra- taking them out of that environment, it, it's hard it's to see. Game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's there's an argument to me that some people would do their best work and be best received as a star of NXT. Not everything has to be a stepping stone. Well, it's a big money difference, though. Uh, although, don't you think, what was I reading the other day? I mean, there are some people on the NXT roster. I mean, Shinsuke was making main roster money in NXT. Was but what that's because he was groomed for 
to yeah. go to the main roster. It, it they it, it wasn't as a tryout, and then maybe you'll get to the main roster. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, if if they're willing to pay that kind of a, someone a, a big salary just to be in NXT, but that's a bad business move. Hmm. You know. Yeah, because you're not maximizing their, their their branding across the you know yeah. the world, right? Yeah, which which Raw can do for them. Yeah. So Andrade, Cien, Almas, Johnny Gargano. That was the opener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Almas got the win. She, he had uh, Rosita. I'm pre- I cannot I cannot get her new name. Yeah. What is it, Glenn? Oh. You got it. Uh, no. I don't have it in front of me. No, I'm I'm looking at the the card, not the results. Okay. But Rosita, who looked great, and. Uh, you know, Gargano just got turned on by Tommaso Ciampa at the last pay-per-view. I, I know why you don't want to be Almas. You know, he, he just got paired with Rosita. <laughs> but, uh, um, Let's just but keep then, coming up with different cards. Put, put him names. in with different opponents. Put it in so Gargano gets a win. And, and then Almas gets a win and beats somebody else. I just don't think you beat Gargano right off the bat after that hot angle. Selena Vega. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um. So, yeah, but really awesome match. I thought it was a good start. And then that was followed by Sanity versus Authors of Pain last night with Sanity winning the tag team titles for NXT. That was another really good match. Desmond yeah. Wolf is someone I have a hard time taking seriously, but other than that, I thought this match was, was just awesome. Yeah, Sanity, I mean, has had really uh, quite the rise since and authors of pain we you got to start giving them credit now like they've consistently been having good matches and yeah they've been carried a lot but now they're at the point where i mean they can go here's what they're doing they're, they're again they're working with somebody that, that that knows what they're doing and showcasing their strengths and, and so their moves are looking really really cool right now and we're getting caught up in these big power moves that they're doing because they are impressive um but here's the thing you got to be able to sell and they do not sell. They cannot sell. And I don't give a shit about them when that when it comes time for them to be a babyface. If you're going to be the full package, I need to be able to see you from both sides of the fence. If they're just going to be heels their entire career, then okay, then they're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly came in at the <coughs> end after Sanity won the yeah. titles. They attacked Sanity. Um, you know, again, Matt, to your point earlier, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they. Um, I, I think they were great in ROH, but I don't see them being a big factor on the main roster. I just think they're they're too small. I think they will be in NXT. Same thing with Roddy. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't see Roddy being a big star on Raw or SmackDown either. Um, but he'll be they'll be over on NXT. Yeah, hmm. you know. But fans went nuts nuts for that. I did too. Honestly, I thought that was really cool. But I'll also be the first to say they don't look like stars. But I, I don't know. Yeah, there was something to that last night. And I mean, a lot of, and also even in terms of their profile. So something that was going around social media a lot is a lot of people that were in attendance after the whole thing ended were like, wait, so who are those guys that came in? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they didn't quite, they don't quite have the profile. This is like the second tier, I think, of Well, uh, yeah, ROH Triple stars. H is yeah. really assuming that everyone knows a lot about ROH. And, and apparently they, you know, they know enough because people sure. popped huge for Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <sighs> Yeah, um, so Aleister Black defeated Hideo Tommy. That uh, match was great, too. Yeah. Yes, it was. Those kicks and the, the stuff they were doing, how stiff that match was, it, I thought it was freaking Real amazing. Good. You know what? I, the one thing I was kind of disappointed with, 
was JR and Morrow were on commentary on this match. First time ever. It's like the two best play-by-play commentators on. And yeah, there's two other yutzes on with them ruining it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just kind of nothing. It was just like, hey, all right. It was, it was annoying. Yeah. They, they ruined it, the other two. They really did. Yeah, I, I, was, I was a little bummed with that because when JR came out, I was like, holy crap, they're going to keep Morrow on at the same time and have them call this match? But anyway, yeah. So I, I got to think Hideo Itami's going to the main roster. He's been there forever. Um, it's like either you send him to the main roster or you cut him because – Will it, he be a cruiserweight? Oh. Man, I don't think so. Because I don't see him being a big star there either. He should be, but he, I just don't see it. I mean, that could be a name that would you know help you know, jumpstart it a little bit because they got nothing right now. You but can't – I mean, going back to Cedric Alexander or Rich Swan, it's just been done to death. But here's my question. If you bring up some more NXT guys right now, how do they, I mean, they've already got two crowded ro- rosters that they're not using on SmackDown and Raw. Who gets cut to make room at this point? Because I feel like there's a lot of talent they're not using on either brand right now. And that's how it always is, though. Yeah. Talent, talent gets pushed aside and, you know, complain on Twitter about not being on TV. Yeah. We haven't had that many releases, though. I mean, we haven't had, like, the big wave of cuts the way that it's happened in years past. Yeah. It's I think been they, a while. they've been trying to avoid that, yeah. Because it's stupid. Oh, yeah. To, think, to, 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 to drop like 20 names at once, that's dangerous. That, that's just dumb. They used to yeah. do that when I was there. It, if you really think about it, you're so sure that these 20 talents are not going to be able to make you money. You're that sure of it. 20? Hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Let me, Matt, let me ask you this. What do you think about Alistair Black? You think he, he can be a big awesome. star? Every, he's the whole guy darn sh- I love him. That's what I think. I think he's, he's someone that could be a, a big player on the main roster. Yes, no question. Yeah. God, they just need to stay out of his way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He could go yeah. now. Definitely. Everything about him is so cool. I mean, his body could be a little bit better. I know it's a small yeah. little great, but – I love everything from his entrance to his how different he is in the ring. Those intense kicks of his, mm-hmm. yeah. his he's gonna get hurt though on one of these times with his little uh, back, his little moonsault he does off the second rope and lands on his feet. Those ropes are super loose, man. And every time he does it, I get nervous that that he's gonna slip one of these times. Those are hard ropes to do that on. Yeah, you know. So many people called it the match of the night last night. Oscar defeating Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. Oh, they called the women's match the match of the night. That's that is uh, the the buzz it that I've awesome. seen. That's what I thought. Awesome. I thought it, it that and uh, it, Tommy and Black were the. I, two. Nah, I don't was. know. Yeah. They were all really good, except for, uh, the only ones I'd say the tag match was awesome, but it wasn't as good as the other ones. Hmm. Um, and, and the main event was a little slower than the other ones. It was more of a, a WWE main roster style, I thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I thought it was still really good. But. Um, yeah, Amber Moon and Oscar. I thought they were they were amazing. Those last five minutes, I mean, they really you really didn't know who was going to win. I mean, they did such yeah. a great job. And Amber Moon's another one I could see her go to the main roster. If you're talking me, about women, uh, me too. Going, that's that's who I'd see. Cassie, I think that would that would hamper her more going to the main roster. I mean, if she goes to Raw, there's one women's segment each week oh no i'm not saying they're gonna yeah. benefit from it but <laughs> the reality is oh she looks know. like a superstar but i think that's the thing though i think with nxt so to what you were saying matt about how it's diminishing returns at this point you compare it to a year ago i mean nxt's lacking stars like be late to pull the trigger on some so they can build it more because i feel like it's just now getting its momentum back well, i remember they brought yeah. up carmella when she 
most likely wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, uh, people thought Alexa Bliss wasn't ready when she was moved up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was premature. So they do that. No, and I thought it was interesting last night how many uh, NXT alumni they had back to make yeah, it sort of a homecoming show last night. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, well, they're um, all in town. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought Ember Moon, I mean, I thought that was an amazing match last night. It was interesting. Did you guys see that uh, article we had about some comments that Triple H made about Asuka? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He basically told Vince McMahon that don't take her. <laughs> like, uh, she's kind of an anchor in NXT. You could, you know, with, with the people you're taking, just leave her out of it. So um, that was his one demand, the one talent he, he really wanted to keep behind, which yeah. I'm, I'm sure she'll be thrilled to hear that. I was going to say, thanks, Hunter. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, but I thought that was great last night. So what do you think? I mean, do you think they bring Asuka up and have her? Well, what are we basing it on? Cause she's been ready from God darn yeah, day on. But when do they do it? I mean, at what point does they it become ridiculous to. to have her this undefeated? I, I already yeah. thought they jumped a shark on it a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, when she, when she started wrestling Nikki cross, you guys, like when that st- series started, I was like, "This, I don't. There's no way. Like, and no one's gonna beat this chick ever. Yeah. Like, they gotta get her up there. Oh, yeah. I thought that would have been a great moment last night if after she beat Ember Moon with uh, three of the four horsewomen in the audience, she just confronted them and they did it that way. Be like, I want some real competition. I'm out of here. You know, that would be. Cool. And that would have been cool if she got into it with like Sasha or someone. Yeah, that would have been cool. You're right. Now with yeah. Sasha with the title, that would have been cool. Did Sasha you see when she had uh, Ember uh, in one of the the submission holds? She was. Uh, looking right, I mean, you could see it kind of off camera. She was looking right at Becky. Everyone in the crowd said they were like talking trash at each other. For, Becky was talking trash back at her from the audience. So I'm surprised they didn't show that on TV. Mm-hmm. I saw that multiple places on Twitter. No, I think that would be cool to have uh, to have Oscar come up to either brand right now. Um, but yeah, and then there was the main event last night: Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Roode to win the NXT Championship. So uh, great news means our boy's going on TV finally. Where do you where do you get Bobby? Where do you think they could use him more? Because Cena's moving to Raw, so I think that leaves a big void on SmackDown that Bobby Roode would be perfect for. I, I for him as far as getting a legit opportunity and maybe working on top eventually, if not right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd love for that for him. You know, man, like I know I keep saying this with certain guys, but this is one where you're just you're rooting for him, man. You really just root for him. Yeah, he's he he never messes up, guys. I mean ever he's so like immaculate in every single detail you'll never see a flub up from this kid yeah you never it's see people incredible. getting injured in a match with bobby Roode or or anything like or, for, or, or forgetting spots he will he will let you see it even if it's like me forgetting the spot which i've done with him he'll immediately <laughs> cover for you he's so so god darn good yeah 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 so that'll be great yeah, but you know what man with how big drew is looking have you seen like how jacked he is now I don't see him being an NXT too long. Once Vince gets a Vince, gets a look right. at him, he's gonna be like, he, that guy. He's saying, he's saying all the right things too right now. You're already saying like how like he, he didn't see it himself when Vince first picked him as his chosen one. Right. Yeah. But now he does and he you know he's saying the right things on top of it. He he's playing to Vince's ego. Smart yeah. play. Yeah, my thing with Drew, and I think he's great. I think he's so good in the ring. I just don't see him having the charisma that previous the previous top guys in NXT have had, like the Nakamura or Finn Balor or Bobby Roode. It's uh, just in that charisma and, and getting fans really excited. I just don't it, see it. It's hard to understand them too still Yeah, at times when he's talking. I still have a hard time with understanding him sometimes. Yeah. But 
uh, Adam Cole, you know, Adam Cole came in at the end. Uh, first, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly after. So Drew McIntyre defeated Bobby Roode. Uh, he's celebrating. They're acting like the show's going off the air. The little credits show up at the bottom. And then, boom, you got, you know, you see people on the other side of the ring looking away. And then, you know, then you go back to near the entrance and you see Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish jump up on the apron. Drew looks twice the size of those guys. <laughs> and then uh, Adam Cole runs in from behind, super kick, takes him out. Fans are going crazy. Adam Cole, it's great to see him in NXT. He's, you know, he's someone I could see with the charisma yeah. to carry that brand. I got to watch more of his stuff, honestly. The only time I, I catch his stuff is on Being the Elite, you know, YouTube show. And out of them all, he offers them, in my opinion, the least amount of charisma of that, of that group because those guys are so goddamn charismatic. Right. So I don't really know much about him. I don't. I just know him. he's the guy who gets kicked out of the Elite. Um, <laughs> you know, I, that's it. That's all I really know about him. Uh, he's he's good. Um, his promos are good. Um you know, people mark out anytime someone from ROH comes in, and mm-hmm. not all of them are really, you know, like main roster material. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adam Cole, I think, definitely is. So, um, so is we'll he, see. How did he look size wise next to uh, Drew? He's smaller, but you know, he's like probably Skinny. smaller than Rude. But you know, Rude he's looks small next to Drew McIntyre. He was small, like shorter than Rude. I would say he's about the same height, but skinnier. Huh? See, I would have thought. I, I've been thinking this guy's been like six foot two, six foot three. He's five uh, eleven, according to. Wow, I didn't know that. What do they have his Bobby, weight listed at? Uh, no, Bobby Roode six oh. Adam Cole yeah. weight. Two hundred five. Oh. Two hundred five. Hey. Two hundred five point <laughs> three pounds. Oh, so he's a little over. <laughs> yeah, just keep that weight on, Adam. Don't get banished to two hundred five live. <laughs> That way <laughs> yeah, eat a couple uh, cupcakes each night just to keep it keep it going. Stay away. <laughs> so yeah, Adam Cole, I, I you know, that, so that that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, man. Uh, so that was a good takeover. I thought that mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's kind of my feeling with it. NXT, I think, is getting its momentum back. So I guess it was just one of those shows where, when it's coming, you, you almost forget it was there, but you're like, oh yeah, they're doing NXT. But <laughs> none of the feuds you're really that excited about. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. But then you watch the show and you're like, that was an awesome show. And I, I thought it was the same one as the one that they didn't make. Like, none of the feuds were really it- that that great, but the show was awesome. And, and this is what like some disgruntled Raw or SmackDown wrestler would say, and I've, I've heard him say it, and there's truth to it, though. These guys have all month to work on this show. They yeah. have all, like, especially if they know it even more in advance, they can work at practice with one another on this match a trillion times. And that's why yeah. they're so well executed. They take these risks and doing the things that they do. Because if you go back and watch these matches, they're taking major risks, most of them. Right, like these really difficult spots and, and, and whatnot that get you really into the match. I know it gets me. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, forget the pay discrepancy for a second, Matt. Could you imagine if you were getting paid to show up at the performance center every day and just work on this stuff and have a month to put together your matches with someone? I mean, that would be incredible, right? But it's not. It's not just the matches. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. No, no, no. Well, I was I was gonna say it's not just the matches. The presentation too. It just feels like. Like they yep. try something different. They try to make it special. Yep. Whereas WWE pay-per-views just look the same as any other day. They do. They, 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 Hunter definitely making his guys and girls look way more special. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're only doing four a year as opposed to the main roster. Which that's is doing a good 20 point, Glenn. A year. Well, that's this year it's point. five so far yeah. is what it's looking like. Okay. Versus how many for WWE? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. But think about it. You're traveling maybe once a month. You go more than 100 miles from, from home. You know, I mean, it's not the same schedule. You get to go to, I mean, even the writers get to show up at the performance center every day and plan this stuff out. They're not having to do stuff at a hotel conference rooms and backstage at arenas and constantly travel and so talk. NXT has its own writers? I didn't know that. It did. I don't know if they have their own writers or, or writer, but um, I think they got one guy, um, if I'm not mistaken. Ryan Ward used to be that guy. I, I'm yeah, not sure Yeah, but they have the hive now. mind of some of the trainers mm. who are producers in essence, at least the way right. they showed it on Breaking Ground. I mean, with what they do, they don't do any, anything too complicated to where you necessarily need writers, you know? Like, it's it's yeah. basic smart booking that they do that makes sense. They don't do stupid yeah. crap. It doesn't get in the way. That's also an interesting point, though, because what they do, aside from the promos, and the promos, by the way, I think have at times been the weakest spot of NXT because some of these guys aren't quite there yet fully, but they're, they're doing more of the booking of the story and the beats. They're not worrying about, hey, we need this comedy sketch, and hey, we need this, and we need this big TV moment coming out of it. I think they're more focused on the booking of the matches, and the promos are, are secondary. Whereas on WWE, it's just about segments, it seems, whether well, it's a match or a comedy bit. Think about it. What's not to like about it, right? You have, yeah. the, you have these great... The, this great uh, Ballyhoo type entrances, right? These really hyped up, cool, dope looking entrances, all fancied up, if you will, and really well executed matches. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what's not to like about that presentation? And in my opinion, they don't have enough promos going on, and I think it actually helps the show. I think you can have too many promos. You do need promos to set things up, but they do a good job if you pay attention to keeping the promos. If it's going to be heavy, it's going to be for the main event. Yeah, to yeah. Me, to the main event uh, 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 angle, maybe coming up in the next few weeks, whatever have you. Like, think back to Finn Balor and Joe, for instance. Mm-hmm. They would be the only ones that were doing promos, if you remember, really. You know, on on, yeah. on that show, you know. But that would be it. And I think that's just something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, my only note. I want to watch it more. Sorry. Yeah, my no, only note about the entrances last night is I feel like with Bobby Roode, I feel like they may have gone too big too soon because now it feels like with his entrance. They just know they can't compete against, you know, the first one where he's coming down, the second one with the well, choir. No, I don't think – I think it was more that he's on the way out. So why keep trying to build him up? You know, those big entrances were to get you really excited. Yeah. But now that he's on the way out, you do that for the challenger and do it for the other guy. You know, they yeah. did that with Nakamura. Nakamura didn't – you know, at the end wasn't getting the big entrances. It was it was Bobby Roode. How they gave so. him the – no, his, mm-hmm. Nakamura's last takeover was the one where he had, like, the army of violin players coming out with him. Was it? Yeah, that was the last uh, takeover. Right? Yeah. I mean, Nakamura's call-up was only a couple months ago. Well, what do you want them to do differently with Bobby's, though? I don't like, know. There's only so much you can do. I mean, they're not going to lower a guy from the rafters again. Uh, I don't think they're going to bring that back. But I think that they're going to – I mean, I think they need to just come up with – I think you should constantly be trying to top yourself with these entrances. It's like WrestleMania, right? It's like when you do something once, mm. it's like, okay, we've done that. Let's go bigger. Let's go more with it. And with Bobby Roode, his was perhaps, I mean, the best – those those first two, the first yeah. one with the lowering down, and the one where they have the choir there, those were phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, I think just on this this time they wanted to focus on Drew because usually they don't do both. Both that guys was great don't, with Drew. usually don't get the entrance; it's one yeah. one or the other. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, NXT takeovers are great. NXT TV, not so much. I don't think. I think. Uh, uh, that has been leaving a little bit to be desired to where it doesn't get you excited for a takeover, but the takeovers end up being awesome. Yeah. Did they tape right. uh, an episode of NXT TV? They did. Well, who, and the results are on the site. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
So check it out for spoilers if you want them. I've determined Street Profits is going to get me back into watching NXT on a weekly basis. There you go. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping Adam May Young will have a reinvigorated women's division in NXT. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Okay, last news. Daniel Bryan. What's the scoop, Raj? So, yeah, Daniel Bryan's basically saying, uh, like, the basically the, the diagnosis he received uh, that forced him to retire, uh, that other doctors take it a different way. Like the lesion that they said that he had, some doctors are like, well, that's not necessarily a big deal. It's like, uh, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a career ending thing. So um, he's doing everything he can to wrestle again. And he says, you know, if, you know, he's basically made it clear. So check out the article on Wrestling Inc. He, he went in depth on the podcast. We have an in-depth article on, on what Daniel Bryan said, but it's clear. When his contract is up, he's going to wrestle again. If WWE won't allow it to happen there, uh, he's he's going to move on. And he's wow. been keeping his pulse elsewhere. You know, he's it's clear he knows what's going on in, in CMLL and New Japan, ROH. No mention of Impact, but but uh, but you know the other places he's definitely been keeping tabs on. Yeah, so, yeah. Who knows, man? I got to say, I don't want to spoil it, but Daniel Bryan for me may have been the high point of the season of Southpaw. Got to check it out. <laughs> He's fantastic in it. Uh, but Cody Rhodes called him out the other night, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan's contract's not up till next year. So any, any call outs or anything are just, you know, stirring the pot. That's why they had to cancel Talking Smack. He can't get himself fired, you know, before that <laughs> yeah. year's up. Yeah. Maybe they were worried he'd start hinting at <laughs> matches, you know, in ROH. So. Can you just imagine what a shit show it's going to be for the WWE if he leaves and then goes back in the ring i mean they're gonna what is back a brinks truck up to his front door trying to convince him to stay and then they end up spending a lot more money to bring him back when <laughs> yeah yeah well, yeah anyway all right well uh glenn yeah. you're you're out this week yeah i'm out this week at podcast movement in anaheim um i'll be back next monday though and so, so you guys will be uh someone yeah. sitting in tomorrow and wednesday yeah me matt and chris on on monday and then me, Chris, and uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated on Wednesday. Nice, guys. Cool. Right, guys. I'll be back well, here next Monday night. So until next time, folks, on behalf of myself, Raj Geary, Matt, I know you're dead tired. Anything you want to plug before we take it home? Yes. Uh, please keep checking in with my Instagram page. You see the results from my competition that I did last night. I got second overall, and I got fifth. I did really good. Um, but more importantly, keep checking back to my Instagram because my uh, nutritional food prep company called Your Nutritional Blueprint uh, should be officially launched within the next week or two, but I'm already right now taking orders and I've already started, we've already started deliveries, even though we're not even officially, you know, wow. up and running with an official site and things like that. I'm just taking people's orders now and getting food out to them. Cause that's the goal here is to get people to start eating clean. They see the change I made in my physique and it legitimately supplements help but there's no question it's the food. Food is like 90% of it and how I dialed in on my food and paid attention to everything from sodium to sugar, everything possible and making it work towards sugar and salt aren't bad if you know how to manipulate them. Mm -hmm. And I help all these people go through their diets with them on my direct messages and uh, create their food plan for them. And then we, we ship it out to them. We can ship it to anywhere in the United States, you know? So keep checking in my back on my Instagram page for your nutritional blueprint. Awesome, man. So until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.